0: This is voices of texas the podcast featuring the most interesting texans you've never heard of recording in midland texas here is your host matthew hinman welcome to episode five of voices of texas the podcast about texans thank you so much for listening and i hope you are enjoying each program as i bring you interesting guests each week and if you are enjoying the program i would appreciate any support you can give over at patreon.com slash Voices of Texas. There are many different contribution levels, even one as little as a dollar uh, per episode, and every little bit will help, and that's over at patreon.com slash Voices of Texas. Now, growing up in the 70s and 80s, I developed musical tastes that contrasted quite significantly with my parents' generation, and although I appreciated the music of their generation and I still do, I grew to like 80s rock. And even today, much of the rock music from the 80s still lies on my playlist and on my Pandora rotation. Take a listen to this. Well, my guest today is helping to bring back that sound. She's the drummer in a Texas rock band called Metal Shop Dallas. She performed on that track snippet with a band called Bullet, and she performs under the name Crash Gordon. But today, we're going to call her by her real name april samuels april welcome to the show hey matthew how you doing Uh, great and you're a sixth generation texan is that right
1: it's true you know it's on my mom's side my mom and my mom's mom and her father were all texans and it goes way further back than just that but yeah sixth generation all the way back to covered wagons
0: (laughs) well you know i can't I can't say that for myself. I'm a naturalized Texan, uh, but, uh, but I wouldn't live anywhere else. I really like living here. And I'm meeting so many interesting people, even like yourself. And, and knowing that you come from a musical family yourself, tell me a little bit about your family and then how you got started uh, becoming musical yourself.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, my mom is a wonderful singer. She also plays piano. My dad played saxophone growing up. And when I was about five years old, my mom and I went to a music store with my brother for his guitar lesson. And while he was in there in his guitar lesson, I'm nosing around the music store there. I find me a set of uh, drumsticks. And I'm like, hey, mom, I I want some drumsticks. Can you buy me some drumsticks? I'm all pulling out a dress begging her. She finally buys me those drumsticks. And it just wouldn't let go. When I was about eight years old, they finally bought me a little toy drum set, banged around on that for three years until they bought me a real drum set at age 11. I started taking drum lessons.
0: Wow. Fantastic. So, uh, you, you immediately took to that, I guess, coming from a musical family, I'm sure it was just all around you at that time. Um, so you were telling me once about how you had this, uh, this first rock performance that you did (laughs) in a church. Am I, am I right about that? Tell me the story about how that came about.
1: Oh my gosh. They were having a talent show at my church and, uh, me and my brother were playing together, and we actually got into the talent show, and we played Def Leppard and Van Halen at my church talent show. <laughs> it was the first time I ever played in front of people, and it was so funny. And I'm kind of sad, though. I'm the only one who doesn't have a photo from that. My brother's got pictures of himself, but no picture of April in that, but it was definitely an interesting way to go. <laughs> that
0: that must have been. I mean, I just, I just can't see that happening, especially, you know, at, at that time— When, when that was just new material, uh, you know, (laughs) so, uh, (laughs) boy, I I gotta tell you that that must've been an interesting thing. Now, uh, other privileges though, that you've really gained over the years of your playing, uh, is that you've really become acquainted with a lot of different, uh, popular rockers. You've opened for some big names. I think you mentioned to me, uh, opening for bow, wow, wow. And, uh, and there was another, the uh, lead singer from, uh, Four Non Blondes. Um, right. What was her name?
1: Linda Perry. Uh, yeah. Linda
0: Perry. There you go. Yeah. 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 But your acquaintance with some of these performers um, has really helped you in benefiting a breast cancer charity that you support. Tell me a little bit about the charity itself and then who some of these folks are that have been helping you out with that.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, Matthew, back in 2010, I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, and right away, I just really wanted to do something, and I came up with the saying or slogan, breast cancer can stick it, started selling t-shirts, and uh, it just kind of really took off, ended up turning it into a nonprofit organization. And so um, over time, I've I've been blessed to just meet some wonderful people. Um, Back in 2011, shortly after uh, I finished my chemo treatments, I met Kip Winger, and we've stayed in touch over the years. And he's been very supportive of Breast Cancer Can Stick It, um, plugging us here and there. And um, more recently, um, when they were in town playing at Trees here in Dallas, Texas, um, they actually got me up on stage to play a song with them. But the great thing about uh, getting to know these celebrities is really spreading the word about breast cancer awareness and breast cancer can stick it itself in order to, you know, uh, just bring awareness to people, raise funds, and just fight against this breast cancer.
0: Well, now, so the, the charity, is that, is that raising money for research primarily and to uh, donate to organizations and maybe women's support groups and things like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. In fact, this year, in fact, it was this week, uh, Monday, we gave a check of uh, $10,000 to the Baylor Sammons Cancer Center here in Dallas, Texas, which is a really, really a good hospital here that's doing research and trials for breast cancer. It's right up there with MD Anderson, with what they're doing. And so we wrote a check to them this week for $10,000. And the week before, we wrote a check for $2,000 to the Pink Daisy Project. And what they are is an organization that helps younger women who have breast cancer right now, who have small children, by helping them out with things like gift cards for groceries and gas at restaurants and things like that, just to make their life a little bit easier while they're going through treatment.
0: Wow. That's, that's really nice. And then too, um, does it help, also help support educating women on getting, you know, regularly examined and things like that to prevent, uh, or catching it early?
1: Absolutely. You know, we do a lot um, through social media and promoting, um, early detection, um, we definitely remind people to get their mammograms, and we also carry educational documents with us everywhere. We go pamphlets and things explaining uh, breast cancer risks so that people can know their risks and know if they need to talk to their doctor about getting screened early or maybe screened more often based on their breast cancer risk. So we definitely promote a lot of education and awareness.
0: Right. And I know that uh, that you don't have a date on this yet, but I know you're going to be uh, doing a, a little speaking slash uh, drumming event coming up there in, in Dallas pretty soon. How, what do you do at an event like that uh, that really kind of gets people interested in, uh, and gets them motivated to, to donate there?
1: Yeah, Matthew, it's really fun. What we do is uh, we'll get together and set up the drum set. It's a, it's a pink and black checkered drum set. So there's breast cancer. can stick it on the bass drum head and play a song for the folks that come out. And then we'll speak about my journey through breast cancer, basically how, you know, when I was diagnosed, how it was found, my um, like chemo treatments, all, all the details for, you know, 20 minutes to a half an hour, talk about that. And then we'll play some more music at the end. So it really kind of gets people going and shows them a different side. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are more used to um, a more conventional breast cancer awareness organization you know, not so rock and roll, you know, I like to say that we're the rock and roll breast cancer awareness organization out there.
0: Well, I would say it's quite unique. And and I'm sure it'll bring a lot of attention to it. And just the fact that you you're able to write that $10,000 check. I mean, that that is a lot right there. And so and of course, I've been following you uh, and your charity there on Facebook. And I, I got to see the picture there with Brett Michaels. Yes, Uh, that that's totally cool. What's 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 Brett like?
1: Well, he is so generous, just very sweet. And, you know, I have to say that um, this all began, um, I believe it was March of this year. We've got so much support from friends and family and just folks out there who've heard about Breast Cancer Can Stick It that just want to join in the fight. And one of the supporters, who's also a volunteer, um, actually met Brett Michaels earlier in the year, introduced him to Breast Cancer Can Stick It, gave him a shirt. And I'll be darned if not a week later. Brett Michaels showed up wearing his Breast Cancer Can Stick It shirt to his uh, meet and greet for his birthday. So suddenly all these photos turned up with Brett Michaels with the Breast Cancer Can Stick It shirt on. And then when he went to Illinois, the same person who introduced him to Breast Cancer Can Stick It, he has a lot of family out in Illinois, and they all showed up with their Breast Cancer Can Stick It shirts on, and Brett recognized them, met them, got pictures with them. And all along, these pictures are being posted to the Brett Michaels Facebook page. So it's just getting a lot of publicity for Breast Cancer Can Stick It. And finally, I was able to meet him this week and thank him for everything that he's done, all the generosity, all the support, and just helping spread the word about Breast Cancer Can Stick It, which in turn, of course, uh, helps us in the fight against breast cancer.
0: Well, I think that's really incredible that uh, that some of these guys, their that are, that are celebrities, are willing to, to really take that time and deal with smaller charities like that because – uh, I'm sure it's difficult for small charities like yours to to really get it off the ground and and go. So uh, that that must have been a real a real uh, uh, you know light the fire so yeah, to speak yeah, to get it going. Yeah,
1: it was such a huge huge blessing. I mean everything um, that we've had happen this year. I mean it's just been an outpour. It's been really fantastic. Um, earlier this year, um, I was able to meet Lena Ford, and before I could even hand her a t shirt to to give it to her, her mother had passed away from breast cancer. Before I could even explain what breast cancer could stick it was, she was putting it on and hugging me and wanting to take pictures with the shirt on and everything. And, um, she actually ended up sending me a shirt of her own because she thought she had a shirt that would match the boots I was wearing a little better. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really cool, but she's just been very supportive and hooked us up with some other organizations that are working along the same lines and uh, just so much generosity and like you said, it really does light a fire under what we're doing, getting these celebrities behind us like this.
0: Yeah, and really create that awareness. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Well, Absolutely. now on a little little more of a a serious note here, uh, tell me a little bit about when you first got that diagnosis, and in what that did what that did to you at that time, how you felt about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember it really well course, it was a Tuesday morning, nine o'clock in the morning, October 26th, 2010. And, you know, my doctor called and he kind of said in a surprised voice, um, yeah, you do have breast cancer. He went on to tell me that it was high grade, triple negative breast cancer. And to be honest, that was about all I heard. Um, you know, everything just kind of faded off as I was trying to digest that. Um, and I just, one of the weirdest things that I remember thinking at that moment was, you know, obviously, you just kind of think you're going to die. You think that that's it for you. Um, and at the time, I was alone. It was just me and my dog there, 10-year-old schnauzer cocker mixed daisy. And uh, I thought to myself, wow, she could outlive me, you know, and how odd of a thought is that? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think I've mentioned as a zoo this to you before, but um, a few days before I even got the diagnosis, I I was waiting to get the report back. And I remember thinking to myself, if for some reason, somehow I do have breast cancer, I want to be the biggest advocate I can be in the fight against breast cancer. And you know how there's those moments in your life where you're like, you say something like that, and it just never happens. And now it's been, you know, four years, and here we are. And it's just been amazing just
0: amazing. Well, and you know, I think that's, that really speaks volumes about uh, the kind of courage that you have and being able to, to mix your talent that you have, the, the talent of being a drummer uh, and and coupling that with helping to raise, uh, raise money for something that, uh, that, uh, you know, often it gets these incredibly huge organizations that try to raise money for it, but you just, you wonder about where that goes. And I think the smaller charities, I think they do so much more because just what you described earlier about helping, helping some of the younger women that have children and helping them buy groceries and things like that. I think, I think that really speaks volumes about these small charities and what they can accomplish.
1: No, I know exactly what you mean. And that's why we make a a big deal about whenever we do, Donate to these chair to these other organizations, the Pink Daisy Project, and to uh, Baylor Salmon's Cancer Center. We want people to see that they need to see that, and and it's really important to us. And like you were saying, you know, being able to piggyback this onto my drumming career is really reaching a whole different audience than maybe some other organizations might reach. And so I really like to do that. I, it's awesome because I have. Folks come up to me all the time at gigs I don't even know or are aware of breast cancer can stick it, just thanking me for what we're doing, telling me that they believe in it and that they support it. And then they usually tell me a story about themselves or a family member that's gone through it. And I really feel blessed to be able to have those conversations with these people.
0: Well, and two, I know you've been blogging for a while, and uh, I understand that you're going to be turning your blog into a book at some time in the future. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Basically, when I got diagnosed, I started uh, writing kind of like a journal blog that was a private blog that I just invited people to, to keep them up to date with what was going on with my treatment or any surgeries or anything like that. That was really the goal of it. It wasn't anything more. But then I just kind of found it to be therapeutic and I kept writing more and more and people really were enjoying it. And I had several people just tell me that I should turn it into a book, and I just kind of kept blowing it off. But I had so many people say it that I was like, you know what, I really can't ignore this anymore. I I think I really need to do this. So we're, we're planning on releasing a book in October 2015, and I'm just really excited about it. I hope that it can do all the things that everybody's told me that it did for them to be able to inspire people and to give people hope.
0: Well, I sure want to know when that book becomes available because I'll I'll be one of the first in line to snap up a copy. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Now, uh, so tell me a little bit about Metal Shop Dallas. And do you guys have any gigs coming up?
1: Yeah, actually, we do. We play all over Texas and Louisiana. And this weekend we're going to be playing um, at Grover's Gorilla Bar in Frisco, Texas. That's on the 19th. Um, And then we're also playing Corpus Christi this Saturday. Coming up on the 26th of December, we're going to be at Sherlock's in Arlington. And the 27th of December will be Eagle's Nest in Fort Worth, Texas.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. And now go ahead and give me the website for the band. What's that again?
1: Sure, it's metalshopdallas.com.
0: Okay, that's easy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, Fantastic. Well, April, I really want to thank you a lot for being on the show. And I really wish you all the best with your charity.
1: Well, thank you so much. I did want to plug real quick, if I may, um, our website for Breast Cancer Can Stick It is breastcancerconsticket.org. And we're also on Facebook. And then for kind of a combination of the Breast Cancer Can Stick It events and the metal shop shows, you can go to aprilsamuels.com.
0: Well, thank you very much for being on the show. And uh, we'll put links to, uh, to your websites there, uh, there on our website and on our Facebook page, too. Uh, so we'll let, get the word out.
1: Thank you so much, Matthew. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Also, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, you can do so on iTunes or Stitcher, and I would greatly appreciate a review there also. Thanks for listening, friends, and I will bring you another interesting Texan next time on Voices of Texas. Opinions of guests, co-hosts, and others appearing on this podcast are not necessarily the views of its host, producer, or affiliates. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or retransmitted in any way over any medium without express written consent of the producer.